seats. Some Republicans in the last week have been saying right. 30 seats. Um, we are not. Uh, we are not in that ballpark. But this was not the red wave the polls had suggested. We are. Uh, we didn't have a red wave. It was a blue wave. And just look at this map. Right? That's not a red wave. Uh, that's nothing like a red wave. What happened? I thought, I thought everybody would... We were all on the same page. Me too. Yeah. Apparently not. What happened, John? Well, I don't know. What's yeah. it mean for 2024 was my question. Yeah. Man. I have optimism about that. I think it says something about Biden and it says something about Trump. I think Trump candidates had a bad night last night. And I think the Republican establishment are going to coalesce around DeSantis in a hurry. Um, and, cause I'm, and I can't remember who it was, but somebody saying several months ago, like, uh, Trump endorsement in the primary might be huge, but uh, Trump endorsement in the general. Uh, and I can't remember who it was that was saying that over and over. <laughs> he endorsed Eric, right? Are you? <laughs> Of uh, course you were. But I also think Biden had a better than expected night. And I think if he would have had a terrible night, he would have not run again. I think he had just good of a night that he will run again. And I think he is beatable. And so I think in that way, I am excited about 2024 because he's about the worst candidate they could put up. And he survived just well enough that I think he's going to run again. I think he'd be, he'd be, he's waking up today invigorated. Like, look, we didn't get our ass kicked as bad as we thought. You know, like when you're in high school, meet you at 3 o'clock out by the thing, and you get out there, and you know you're going to get your butt kicked, but you do it because you got to save face, and then you're like, I didn't get my butt kicked as bad as I thought I was have, going to. Have you ever seen Biden look invigorated? <laughs> this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Welcome into the show. Uh, a couple of the big things, not a red wave. Other big thing, right now, there are still, on a national level, four Senate seats still in place. Stephanie and I pouring through some of these numbers during uh, breaks. Nevada, Arizona, uh, these races neck and neck. Now all the results are in. Ron Johnson, Wisconsin is looking good. I don't know how on earth... The people of Philadelphia, or people of Pennsylvania, voted for John Fetterman. That blows me away. Georgia, that race still pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's probably going to go to a runoff. And when you're looking at these, there's lots of stuff being reported online. Now, some of the votes, like I think in Wisconsin, like 99% of the vote is in, but they haven't really called it. I think in Arizona, we're still, we've got like 60% of the vote in. In Nevada, it's still, there's a lot of votes to still come in. So make sure you're looking at that, not just the percentages, but how much of the vote is in. And that's really, you know, where we're going to be watching today. So your headlines, what do you got for a headline? If you were writing headlines for a newspaper, 874. Four ninety three ninety. I've got not a red wave. Stephanie has Boone County. Marsh, what do you got? No red wave. Time to flip to the sports page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then what is uh, what's Mister Houseworth's newspaper saying this morning? Well, it would all depend on where what town we were in. It would depend on if Jeff City, Columbia. I'd probably have about three headlines. But if I had to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lawyer answer. It what he just said was, it depends. It, it depends. But if I had to pick one, Governor to have to appoint, Governor Wolf to appoint two new statewide office holders, that is huge. That is a big deal in... That people aren't even thinking about that right now. And he's, he's going to have to start thinking about it. And trust me, he's already been thinking and about it. And we do have somebody on text saying Stephanie Bell should be the attorney general. And by the way, that's not like a flippant text either. There was a big article. Scott Fawn, Missouri Times, did a big story about, hey, here's some people potentially that could go and replace Eric Schmidt. That's true. And in that article, Scott Fawn talked about one, Miss Stephanie Bell. Right now.
now, uh, it's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, Brian Housworth, producer Hannah, John Marsh. My name is Brandon Rathert. The other big thing I think really locally is we lost two Republican conservative seats. 47th seat, which was uh, is held by Chuck Basie. Right. Uh, John Martin loses to Adrian Plank, the Democrat there. That uh, blows me away. In the 50th district seat currently held by Sarah Walsh, uh, Jim Musgraves, retired Navy commander, uh, who is not able to uh, to get that seat. Douglas Mann wins that seat. So locally, those are the big things. Uh, and Locally, on a bigger basis, 4th Congressional District goes to Mark Alford. No big surprise. Former TV guy joining us on the show this morning. Mark, welcome in. Congratulations. Uh, not unexpected, but I still want to know the moment that somebody put that check by your name on the TV and said, yep, Mark Alford <laughs> is the winner. What was that like for you? Well, I tell you what, and uh, how's my favorite morning crew doing today? Doing great. We're doing awesome. Great. Good. Uh, so I don't like sitting around, as you probably know, if you follow me on social media, uh, we try to be everywhere listening to people that, that was kind of the, the hallmark, uh, of our campaign being out listening to people. And so yesterday, uh, we decided to, uh, do a little thank you tour and we went to four counties, made six stops, uh, started in Lafayette at eight in the morning and then over to Johnson County and then. Uh, to Henry County, Bates County, and finally ended up back in Cass County at our campaign headquarters. Um, so I, I, I wanted to keep busy uh, to kind of keep my mind off of things, but also to say thank you. And and when we were at our uh, our election watch party last night, and the start things started looking good, we we wanted to make sure that we had indeed had the votes uh, to to claim victory. And when that moment came, and we walked out on stage with my wife and my daughter and future son-in-law they're getting married saturday uh it was quite i know a lot little stress right <laughs> but um uh it was just it was surreal and to see you know hundreds of people there who um some very close friends some uh people that i've only known for a short time and and even complete strangers i'd never met before that they were there to support me and put their trust in me to be the voice for the fourth congressional district it was just, uh, I felt like um, uh, the weight was off my shoulders, but then this weight is back on because we have a lot of work to do. Uh, we're meeting today at our headquarters at 10 to start our, our transition to we you know start formally hiring people and, and mapping out a plan for success. I like it. As, you're, as we talk about your day yesterday, did you have any superstitions or anything that will become a ritual? I, I'm interested. I know Schmidt went out for pizza. Was there something you wore when you had a big day in your previous job? Or was there anything that, you know, next cycle you're going to say, I'm going to do that again? I love my Stetson open road hat. Stephanie, I know you've seen that. Mm -hmm. the MU games that we've been to and... Uh, my dad wore that hat. My grandfather wore that hat. Not the same one. I, I bought a new one. But um, I, I think that may become a, a, a trademark for me. Uh, someone suggested I wear that all the time, and I wore it on all the stocks yesterday, and I kind of like it. Mark, uh, and Congressman-elect, I think is more appropriate. We appreciate you joining us live here on uh, the program. Two very quick questions. Number one. Your district, and I think it's very important because we talk about the Democrats, how good they did and well they did in Boone County. Mm -hmm. The fact is, anywhere else around the state outside of St. Louis and Kansas City, particularly the rural areas, and your district is rural, not just red, ruby red. But I can remember starting in Carrollton as a young reporter being in this district, and it was 
all Democrat. All these counties were straight Democrat. They voted right. for Ike Skelton. They now vote straight Republican. What do you read into that? I, You know, and we had quite a few Democrats, uh, believe it or not, at our uh, event last night, including my brother-in-law, a farmer in Henry County, who's never voted for a Republican before. Um, I, I think people are coming around. They realize that the Democrat Party has really left them this woke, broke, crazy side of the Democrat Party uh, just does not represent their values. And so they're looking for some party that does. And while we may not agree on everything, the Republican Party has become the party of the Big Tent. It's become the party of the working class. It's become the party of truth, of, of reason, um, of solutions. And so I think they realize that, hey, there's something there that I can get on board with and maybe uh, maybe have some influence in to try to um, to be to make our our state and our country better. All right. Our guest, uh, Mark Olford, he is the fourth congressional district congressman elect following a big night last night. He's joining us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Mark, you talked about this being surreal and for so many years for your career as as an adult, you were the guy on the other side of the camera on election day sticking <laughs> a mic in somebody's face. Right. Did it did it sort of really come home to you when the reporters got in your face and said, hey, congratulations? <laughs> it did. I remember uh, covering one of my first elections. I was a uh, reporter in Waco, Texas at the CBS uh, TV affiliate there, and we went out to this very small town. Uh, near Fort Hood, uh, and they were writing the. Uh, they had this huge chalkboard in the county square, and they would write the the votes down by precinct as they would come in, and people would stand around the courthouse square. And to go from that to last night being interviewed by several stations here in the Kansas City market, um, it is. It's uh, it's funny how God works. I mean, uh, this was never. I told you guys this. This was never on my radar. Two years ago, if you had asked me what I'd be doing today, uh, uh, probably real estate and going to Cancun and enjoying life. <laughs> but um, this was never on my radar. And I'm, I tell you what, I had so much passion as a young person wanting to get into the news business, wanting to be a professional storyteller, uh, news anchor and reporter. I have never had this much passion for anything in my life. Uh, I went to bed at two last night. I got up at five this morning. I am ready to go to work for the people. All right, Mark Alford, and I don't, I don't want to uh, put any kind of dampers on our celebration here. A lot of folks yeah. here in Mid Missouri, we are excited to have you as our representative. I think Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler did a very solid job for quite some time, and we expect the same of you. I want to highlight this uh, this article from the Federalist, and the headline was: "To the soon to be elected Republicans, don't embarrass your constituents." When you go to Washington, D.C., it's not a field trip. Mark, we don't have any concerns with you doing that kind of stuff. But I do want to ask you, uh, you know, everybody, red wave, red wave. It was kind of sketchy over the summer right. following the abortion ruling. And then we got back on track and it just did not materialize in your eyes before we let you go. What do you think happened? You know, I'm disappointed in that as well. I think there's still a lot of angst uh, over the Dobbs decision in America. I think... Uh, uh, there are still a lot of people who um, who, are, who are crying that we're, we're losing our democracy, our democracy at stake. Heck, even in the Kansas City Star, I remember in the, um, aside from the uh, hit piece they did on me last week, uh, 
the uh, before the primary, they called me a threat to democracy just because I wouldn't answer their little uh, survey that they did uh, or, or come meet with the editorial board. And, you know, when you start, there's there's a couple of ways that you can really motivate people. You can do it through fear manipulation or you can do it through inspiration. I think the Democrats have motivated people by fear and manipulation. Uh, I think it's up to the Republican Party to turn back to what Ronald Reagan did. And I think what a lot of people are going to be doing, including myself, is to inspire people to greatness. And I want to bring our, our district together, our party together, our state together, and America together for some healing through inspiration. Because we live in the greatest country ever known. And we have the protection and providence of God Almighty. And uh, I, I, we, I think we need healing in America. And, and a lot of that um, is going to uh, revolve around returning to him. Congressman-elect Mark Olford, victory lap on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. Uh, and so I'm sure you have come to know this about us. We are all about serving, in effect, our constituents, too. If you're right. listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, you are a constituent of the show. You're a constituent of Mark Alford. If you're in the 4th Congressional District, you have our studio line. You have our numbers. Anything that we can do for you to well, be of service you. to Missourians, you know that's for real. Our invitation is always open for you, sir. Well, I appreciate it. I've been watching you guys now on Facebook and YouTube um, when I can. It's quite entertaining. Trying to read your lips during the commercial break. Ah. <laughs> Mark Alford, thank you. We appreciate you. If you want to be like Mark Alford, you go to our YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and try to read lips during the commercial breaks. Cameras stay on. Good morning, 725-ish, which means it's... It's 727. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. You know, there was a story that came out yesterday from the voting polls... That upset me a little bit. <laughs> See that on the YouTube channel? <laughs> That's the double burden. <laughs> I know what's coming. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, why do you know what's coming? Because uh, well, I know I know how you, the two of you are thick as thieves. Right. Always on me, John. I need to get my back here sometimes. <laughs> so I'm, we talked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> leading up to the election, we talked about you know being nice to your poll workers. There's always been a poll worker shortage. Um, and so we're lucky to have the poll workers that we do have. We talked about doing your homework. Yeah, making sure you have a valid ID, checking your polling place. Because with redistricting and the new law, yeah. make sure you got your ducks in a row. And we harped on that. Kind of like as a public service announcement here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Right, and there were some issues in Hallsville. They added a second polling place and people didn't check their you know sample ballots very closely. But there was a story here in Columbia of a local man berating a poll worker... Because he was wrong about where he was supposed to be voting. And that person is our very own Brandon Rathert. <laughs> I can't believe you did this. Hey, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be, like, informed and stuff. So you can imagine my embarrassment because you're right. I am <laughs> supposed to be informed for the past two months. I've been here with Stephanie saying, make sure your stuff is up to date. Make sure you know where you're going. And I didn't, I don't want anybody to get the wrong, I didn't berate, but I did lie to a poll worker because I was so embarrassed. embarrassed. You told so me you, that you got kind of nasty I with did. the poll worker. I did. When you, I, yeah. you showed up to the wrong polling place and she said, <laughs> uh, sir, you're at the wrong polling place. And you said, nah, uh Yeah. Is that what you did? I, so embarrassing. <laughs> so she says, no, sir, you're supposed to go to Olivet Church. This is in, uh, in uh, Columbia. Usually I vote at the Elks Lodge where I've always uh, voted. <laughs> 
Apparently uh, not. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I always voted until the midterms of 2022. So my happy rear end goes into the, I'm getting ready to do my civic duty. Look at me. I'm such a good guy. And I get there and wait in the line and give her my ID. And she says, sir, you're supposed to vote at Olivet Baptist Church. You Mike. said you're that no, guy uh-huh. from the radio. <laughs> no, thank God. Needs a senator who wakes up every day to fight for them in their future. I will be that senator. I will be your voice. Yeah, he is Eric Schmidt. Uh, victory speech last night, as expected, easily defeats Trudy Bush Valentine. Brian Housworth and I were with Eric Schmidt and the governor and Scott Fitzpatrick, who is the state treasurer, now has actually been elected to become the state auditor. Scott Fitzpatrick joins us this morning here on Wake Up Mid. Missouri at 810 because he's got some interesting insight on what's been happening now with the balance of the state legislature locally. We lost two conservative seats in the state house. The 50th district seat currently held by Walsh. That goes to a Democrat. 47th seat held by Chuck Basie. That seat goes to a Democrat. And because of his time in the, in the legislature, Scott Fitzpatrick might have some interesting takes and spins. He's here at 810, but right now I want to welcome in Travis Fitzwater. Last night, elected as the 10th State Senate District uh, Representative Travis Fitzwater. Welcome into the show. Glad you're here. I'd like to share a little bit of our text exchange, if you're cool with it. <laughs> if I may, sir. You should, but I'm, I'm here, so that's a good sign. Okay, so two things. So I reached out to Travis the other morning. I text, like, hey, we're trying to shore up. We want to, you know, we want to get the winners on the show for victory laps. And, you know, can we, we, and we don't have a definitive time, you know. Basically, we can narrow it down between 5.30 and 9 a.m. And so I go into this long text. Here's the and the response back from uh, the uh, senator-elect, Travis Fitzwater. Uh, the response I got was, uh, who dis? Well, you felt dumb. I felt embarrassed because, you know, I'm a, well, don't you know who I am? So then... So then we all, okay, yeah. And then I said, do you want to come on? He says, yeah, unless I lose this race, I won't want to be showing my uh, my face. Didn't happen. Uh, you won. What's it like? You've already held elected office for several years, being a state representative, but now to the Senate. Is there a different feeling in a victory becoming a state senator as opposed to uh, being in the House? Any different feelings in that victory? Yeah. First, let me let me say I'm sorry I didn't have your number. You are a big deal, no matter. But I'm a small deal, so me not having your number is just proof <laughs> of that. And um, so it's not it's not on you; it's on me. But the it's pretty amazing. Um, we're excited about it. every victory. Is always you know it's it's always a big deal. You know you work so hard. You don't win these you don't win these races just by being in them. They take a ton of effort. They take they take a lot of time. They take a lot of people that go come along with you that put effort into and believe in you and invest in you. And, um, I've had just droves and droves of people, friends, family, uh, mentors that, that went to bat for us. And, uh, so it, it's a sweet thing internally and, and personally, but it's also a sweet thing because of the community that is, surrounds you, that is bought into you and sold on you and, and really wants to, wants to see you succeed they they feel it too and i think that's the that's the the fun of it getting to celebrate with my family and my friends and my community and um it's it's just really just trying to keep the perspective that it's not about me we're here to serve the state of missouri it's not about me winning this thing it's about how do we how do we move the state forward and how do we do what's best for our kids for my kids and for our future 
Representative and now Senator-elect, we appreciate you joining us live. I talked to you uh, on Monday uh, at the Republican headquarters. We did a short interview, and I remember asking you if you were elected, what would your priorities be? And you mentioned a couple, and one of them was protecting kids. You also talked about the importance of helping the police. In other words, letting them do their jobs, protecting them as well. What would you what would you focus on in the Senate to protect the police officers and also the children, sir? Well, I think getting resources to our law enforcement is important, ensuring we're not defunding the police. So we did with the amendment. I think it was Amendment Four last night, funding the Kansas City Police Department um, because they defunded their police department, which you know is not great. We gotta we gotta fight violent crime in the cities. This is what we're seeing. People are scared. They feel they feel unsafe in these cities. And so we've got to make sure that we're taking care of them. That protects kids. We got to, you know, in Lincoln County alone, there's, I believe, about a thousand open cases against abuse against children. Mm-hmm. Um, those things need to be adjudicated. They need to be investigated and taken care of. But the resources aren't there to make that happen in a, in a swift manner. So, you know, there's a lot of ways we can protect kids. And then on the, uh, and there are fourteen thousand foster care kids in the state of Missouri. Fourteen thousand. That's a lot. We got to take care of those kids. Those are kids that are that are, are without a home. They're being um, passed from home to home. They're going through the fire, and uh, you know those are the the least among us. And we need to be thinking about those those kids. And you know, this is a message that just really hit home when we were knocking doors. People just really care about kids, and they want uh, legislators that are going to go in thinking about those issues. Um, and crime is certainly on on the top of that. And how do you how do you get the resources to to our heroic first responders and law enforcement to, to take care of our communities. So I think the real power of the Senate and of a senator is to be able to put the kibosh on something bad, right? I mean, that's what happens in the Senate, right? A lot of bills float over from the House or, you know, people get a, a wild idea and the Senate really, uh, you know, puts a lot of wild things to bed, I think, and says, you know, okay, we, we need to prioritize here. Is there, you know, we don't need another state bird or state amphibian or, or whatever it might be. Are there issues out there that you're saying, yeah, I'm going to be that person in the Senate who stands up and that's not going to get past, you know, past me? Are there things out there that you're saying yeah, I will I, hold firm on? Yeah, I think the the House certainly has that, uh, you know, we pass a lot of stuff because I'm still a House member, so uh, you know, pass a lot of stuff into the Senate, but I think they, they, everybody's always considered the Senate, and the Senate has always historically been kind of the more deliberative body. And so, I, I hope that's the case. I think I think that's really important that we the way we fight back against kind of government overreach and government growth is probably through the budgeting process. And I think that's a big space where we're going to have to be really, um, really. How do, how do I say this? Like really intelligent about how we do budgeting going forward because this this year this fiscal year alone we our budget went up 14 billion dollars from 35 billion to 49 billion because we have all these federal dollars being thrown at us it's going to be really hard to it's always hard to move back you know once you put the money in the budget so i think i think one big thing is we've got to be seriously serious about cutting our budget and ensuring that the government doesn't grow out of control and because when that happens it reduces freedom. It reduces businesses' ability to to um, expand and succeed. You know, you get a lot more bureaucrats starting to, to deal in people's lives and getting involved in their lives, and, as opposed to letting Missourians um, have the freedom to, to live, work, and raise a family. 
And so I think that's the biggest thing is how do we how do we use the budget to to be intelligent, conservative uh, governors of our state? And I think that's going to be really important. And I think something I'm going to advocate for as well. All right. Current state uh, rep Travis Fitzwater last night elected to the state Senate district in Callaway County area. Travis Fitzwater joining us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Travis, as you and I were working on the chicken wings at uh, Blaine Lutkemeyer's watch party last night, something came to mind I was going to ask you about it, and we went off on another track. But thinking back a couple years, your stance on eminent domain and the public-private partnerships, and gosh, Callaway County being right in the middle of it, you know, when we talked about Hyperloop and the Grain Belt Express and now wind farms and all, how much of that do you think may resurface again when you end up in the Senate? Well, it's really hard because we passed an eminent domain bill this last year and like a week or two after the governor signed it, um, the the company that we were passing the bill because they, they created all these problems in the state of Missouri, they announced that they were expanding their project to go through Callaway and Audrain counties. And um, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't just a passionate issue because I, I care about our rural areas. It became a passionate issue to fight for eminent, for against eminent domain for private companies because now it's impacting my district as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that I think that fight will remain. Uh, I think we'll keep keep working to make sure that farmers' properties and property rights are protected, and I think that's an important thing that we do as as state legislators. We've got to fight for Missourians' rights. We had a, one of the Callaway County commissioners a couple of months ago talking specifically about those uh, those solar farms. The solar farms, big issue. Callaway County, yeah. that's something that you're going to be facing too. Travis Fitzwater, elected to the state Senate, 10th District. Uh, Callaway County. Uh, so what did you do last night? I mean, you win the Senate. Like, hey, seriously, be as honest as you want, but is it like an all-night affair uh. <laughs> no, I, I have a young family, so n- not not really. I um, last night I, we we went to the Callaway Republican watch party. They always have a have a watch party in uh, in Fulton, and Cal- the Callaway Republicans have meant the world to to me. You know, they took they wrapped their arms around this young guy that got involved in politics locally, and they've gone to bat for me over years. And um, so it's always fun to be around them. They've they helped me win my Senate primary, which is very competitive, and um, they've they've just meant the world to us. So we we celebrated our victory with them, um, in, in to uh, I don't know about nine thirty when we finally got results, and then we came down and saw our congressman Blaine Lukemeyer. I've always appreciated his relationship, and Senator Mike Bernsketter, who won his uh, basically he didn't have competition in the general, um, but he's from Cole County. He's always been a great friend, and we celebrated with them on, on their victories and then um uh we we came home and i tried to go to sleep but it, but it took a little while now i asked mark alford this earlier and you've been you know this is his first election but you've been around the block a time or two do you have any election day rituals or superstitions on on the days that you're on the ballot not really i think uh, i i just want to be around my family i think that's the biggest thing is how do we how do we celebrate as a family appropriately in the um, my daughters, they're, they're all into it now. They, they're kind of, they're kind of veterans of this whole thing. And so my daughters are asking me about results through the night and, um, they really won't believe that I'm a, a senator until it's official, which is really funny. So I'm telling how, them, I think, how, you know, how old are your kids? Official results are in and yeah. my 10 year old's like, it's not official. It's not all official. Right. 
<laughs> I love that. Ten, ten-year-old working on the campaign, Travis Fitzwater. Must have worked. He was elected to the uh, state Senate last night. Tenth uh, district, national level. I don't want to put a damper on anybody's mood right now because we're celebrating some of the good things that did happen. We're writing headlines for newspapers this morning. Um, what happened nationally? People were expecting a red wave. Uh, my headline is not a red wave. Stephanie's uh, headline in the newspaper this morning would be... Boone County. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's headline this morning? Meh. Meh. What would your headline be uh, on the national level, Travis? If you're writing a headline for the Fulton Sun newspaper, what's your headline? Oh, good grief. I don't know. That would be it. That's it. That works. Good (laughs) Good grief. I don't know. know. Will you take it, Marsh? Will that work? You know, it wasn't wasn't the night we were expecting, I don't think. I think people... People get, got excited, and we thought it was going to be a big wave, and it wasn't necessarily a big wave. But we still had we still had a lot of things to be encouraged by. All right, we'll take it, Travis Fitzwater. Thank you so much for your time, and as always, if there's something we can do to be of service to you and your uh, constituents, please let us know. Text your headlines eight seven four ninety three ninety. We've gotten some uh, some really good ones. That, my headline was Hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? We were watching this unfold during our election coverage last night. I'm looking around at everybody in the room. Randy Tobler. Uh, how about that job Tobler did, huh, John? Oh, boy, Randy had some neat insight, too. And even uh, talking about the new governor of the state of Arkansas giving us, uh, a you know, uh, kind of a back check on, on her health issues and all. That was neat. It was fun to be on the air with Randy. Did you hear what they were chanting at the DeSantis party last night? <laughs> was it... Two more years. Oh, very good. <laughs> wow, pretty slick. All right, so one of the other big things uh, locally, we lose two conservative seats in the state House of Representatives, 47th District, seat currently held by uh, Basie, and then the seat currently technically held by Sarah Walsh. Those two seats flipped to Democrats last night uh, locally. The other big thing, Amendment 3. It passed. So the question, so we're getting a lot of... When the decriminalization elements of it go into effect, so uh, possession of up to three ounces, use of it uh, by anyone over the age of 21 would no longer be illegal. Uh, And then to actually go into a store and buy it, uh, if you're not a medical patient and uh, over the age of 21... When? Uh, That's John Payne, Legal Missouri 2022 campaign manager chatting with KRCG. So two different components to uh, Amendment 3, uh, legalized marijuana. There's the uh, decriminalization aspect, and there's also the aspect of when people that have been in trouble for some of these less serious pot offenses can start seeking relief there. But then the big thing is, okay, so when uh, when can somebody walk into a strip mall... Without a card. With no card, no nothing. And you're asking for a friend, right? No, I don't. No, I want to be clear here. After 807 days without a drink, I don't need the weed either, man. Uh, But you can walk in and just buy marijuana just like you can buy booze and i freedom I freedom i don't find it a fa- i think it's great you should uh you should be able to i it still kick into 2023 in that correct stuff yeah uh you be. should be able to do that by early 2023 that's that's the second most popular uh, thing on the text this morning okay uh, all this the headlines for for a disappointing day for conservatives nationwide but when can you start imbibing in the cannabis legally recreationally uh two months from now it is going to be interesting and a bit of an adjustment to just see it being sold 
Just anywhere. But it's being sold now. I mean, it's all over. Like, do you see it, like, now? I mean, there's stores in Columbia. There's stores all over Jeff City. There's a store on the boulevard. Does it bother anybody? I mean, it doesn't bother me, but it And the number of people with cards is a lot. It's just different. Yeah, it'll be different. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch the transformation, presumably, of those dispensaries into retail outlets, if, if that's the way it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, welcome into the uh, to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah Bryan, Halsworth, John Marsh. My name is Brandon Rathard. Uh, uh, so one of the big historic things last night on a statewide level, Scott Fitzpatrick was elected to become the state auditor seat held by the lone Democrat on a statewide level, Nicole Galloway. And I think according to what Brian uh, has been saying, it's been like well over 100 years since Republicans have held every single spot. You've got, well, the AG, um, auditor, uh, treasurer, governor, lieutenant governor. Uh, so kind of a historic night in the making. He's here, but I think also he's going to be able to offer some interesting insight. We had several races, not just the 47th and 50th House seat here in Missouri. Seats lost, uh, Republicans losing two seats locally in the state legislature, but elsewhere in the state, some real surprises. So Scott Fitzpatrick, because of his time serving in the legislature in Jefferson City, might be able to offer some interesting insight.